righty. Welcome to the final Fuzz Club of the year. And we're talking about our favorite albums of 2022 today. So before we get started, let's do some quick introductions. Ryan, you want to lead us off? Sure. This is Ryan from High Desert Queen. And I look at my spoon productions. And uh, I am in my car, but don't worry, I'm not driving. I'm being chauffeured by my wife right now. So happy to be here. Paul? I am uh, Mr. Cosmic motherfucking peddler hell yeah <laughs> pat uh i'm pat the editor for monster riff eddie i'm eddie i play bass in lords of the opium church and guitar in the endless blake blake career i was and ox and zach blackthorn productions Zach from Black Throne, Chris from Ox. What's up, y'all? Right up. <laughs> cool. So um, we what we did this year was all kind of vote on our favorite albums of the year, given Doom, Stoner, whatever else that we, we've been talking about. Uh, <laughs> Pat, do you want to help me out a little bit, explain how we did the scoring a little bit, just so everyone kind of knows how we came up with this list? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, everyone was allowed to vote for their 10 favorite records within the space, and... Um, they had 10 slots that they could put their records into, and the favorite record got 10 points, the second favorite got nine, then eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Um, and so then we collected all of that data and the albums with the highest scores landed in the top 10. We had uh, three slots that ended up in ties. We had two three-way ties and one two-way tie. So we had another round of voting uh, to undo those tie, or like to resolve the tiebreakers to do the tiebreakers, and then uh, we landed at the top 10 that we'll talk about today. Cool. Yeah, so let's just dive right into it. Um, at, at number 10, we um, had Fire Breather, Dwell in the Fog. And, and one of the cool things about this list, after we got all finished with it, is that we, we talked about a handful of these albums on the Fuzz Club, and I don't know if that's because they were so great or we're just good at predicting the best records of the year or, or what exactly that means. But we did All do an episode on Fire Breather, Dwell in the Fog, if anyone wants to check that out. Dude, I, I called it, man. I said that shit was going to be one of the albums of the year, man. You did. The you fucking did. thing is badass. <laughs> I, I, I keep jamming that fucking album, dude. That album is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was one of those records that I – I had to compliment you guys because I don't think it was one I had. I didn't have it on my radar uh, until we did that episode, and it's it's definitely still in my playlist right now. It's a it's a mm -hmm. solid record from beginning to end. So good, man. Ooh, yeah, I don't man. think that it would have landed in my top ten without doing the episode on it because same as, same. as much as I listened to uh, a couple songs and thought they were great, it was like really diving into it and and listening to it like over and over that I was like, all right, yeah, I, I get why it's in top ten. Man, for, yeah, exactly. for me, there's just so much music out there that um, sometimes I miss albums like this. And uh, if, if Blake hadn't brought this album up, man, I probably never would have listened to it. And it, it blew my freaking mind. It, it was Ooh, so man. good. Yeah. So good. We probably should have done like the best album art of the year also, because I was <laughs> probably voting for this one too. Yeah. <laughs> album cover. I love the art on this. Yeah. Shout out to Moon yeah, Patrol. That's rad. Yeah, Moon Patrol. That's, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Any other thoughts the, on this one? On the 10? horse octopus 
dual headed yeah it's, it's crazy man I love it. <laughs> right horse horse to put straight doom man doom what do you think that it was about this album that landed it at number 10 uh this year what stands out is like a top 10 record of the year i think it's intensity you know yeah. it's heavy it, it, it's heavy. it's a it's yeah. a hammer to the face you know and it's uh, it's that sustained intensity too. That's what I would yes. say all the, the way through, man. The time. All the way through. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. All the way through sustained intensity through the whole album. Phenomenal. I think when we we did the episode, I think we kind of touched on how it was kind of a good intro to some some heavier doom stuff too. So maybe that's why it was a little bit more accessible to more people and and we felt like it was it was good for people that were already in the doom or stoner or whatever else that you were Looking at it, it was a good album for everybody, I think. Yeah. Right. All right, let's move on. Number nine. The legendary hey. Sasquatch with Neighbor Fantasy. Another one that I might vote for for album art. Uh, it's pretty rad art. And the green and pink is not your typical color palette for a Stoner Rock album, per se, but it's, uh, it's very cool. And I believe, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Cass from Sasquatch do the album art? I don't think so. I know that I know he was very excited about it. And he showed it to me like before it came out. I know yeah. he had some. If he didn't do it, he had something to do with the art direction of it, which and it was really cool. About that really? was uh, Cass what? from uh, their bass player Sasquatch. Oh, okay. Um, because I know that I was floored when I first saw it because it looks like nothing. Yeah. Uh, they have ever done before in the past, yeah. or really anything in the genre. Dude, it fucking time. threw me off. No, it did, it man. Really it really threw me off. Just like you said, with the color scheme and everything, it really threw me off. Yeah, the only reason yeah. I I don't think that he was the one that did it is because I I did a podcast episode with them like like nine right. months ago or something, and I brought up the artwork, and I just don't remember that being the case. But I can't yeah. think of the artist's name. We'll have to look well, it he, up. And, and he is yeah. also Mister Humble, so he may not have said anything. That's just yeah, 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 maybe, maybe he was just uh, maybe he just wasn't wasn't telling me. But yeah. it is awesome. Um, and I love Sasquatch. They're one of they're one of the best like stoner rock bands in my opinion. And this album was a little bit different for them. I thought like just a tad different for them, but awesome, awesome record. Yeah, and it, it's. Crazy to me that it's number nine because it was number one on my list. And I know I'm a bit biased because, you know, we had a chance to go on the road with these guys a little bit and I became right. good friends. But I've also been a huge fan of these guys for, for decades. And so mm-hmm. uh, I got to hear a lot of the material live before it came out. So I was raring and ready to go. Uh, and we all know that when you see a band live and hear a song live for the first time and then find on the record, it kind of brings up those good memories and things. So yeah, absolutely, that's why this was a superior record for me. I thought, it was different for them, but still sounded every bit as fuzzy uh, with great vocals as Sasquatch has in the past. Yeah. Pat, I know you're a, a big Sasquatch fan. What did you think of this record? Uh, so right right before I get into that, um, Ian Permana was the artist. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for that. By, Thank you. Uh, Ian Ascent. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I am, I am a huge Sasquatch fan. Uh, I love their entire catalog um i was super super pumped for this record i didn't think it was bad i thought it was really really rock solid um i don't think it cracked my top 10 for the year but um i always look forward to the latest sasquatch release and so this was one of those albums that was kind of like christmas morning uh cracking it open and just kind of find that new experience and it is a little bit of a different direction it's still definitely sasquatch 
Right. But like like Ryan said, it's it's a different type of sound from them. How do you think it falls in their like body of work? You know, is it, or does it rank in their already existing awesome catalog? That's tough. My favorite is three, mm-hmm. and then maybe two, um, and then uh, I go back and forth. Well, the last one was it rational. What was the was name of that? Maneuvers. 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 Maneuvers and Rational Woman was the, the lead track. Mm-hmm. So Maneuvers, and I would probably put that three, then maybe this, and then one. Though some days I think that that first album is is their best uh, going through that. It just depends on my mood. So it like fluctuates between their, their lowest and their, <laughs> their highest. Yeah. yeah. When I when I talked to them, I brought up like going back and listening to a lot of their music, and, and they were kind of like, eh, I don't know about that first album so much. But there's some I, bangers on there. Yeah, that's what I said. Absolutely, back, there back are. At that time yeah. when I was recording that episode with them, I, I went back and listened to it and was like, "There's some really fun songs on this album. I don't think you can uh, you can dismiss it." So and I, I think that they they do dismiss it because they feel like I mean it's now I guess so to say, and, and, and they wrote them so long ago. Like I know they're like. You know, as a band gets, they're they're tired of playing those songs. You know what I mean? It's been so long, so I think they just they they move they past that record. Some, but, that, but that first record is awesome. They've had some lineup changes too. I, there might just be like one person left Correct. in that lineup at like, that time. So. Like yeah, Keith's the only one. Keith's the only one yeah. that's still uh, from the original lineup. Right. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on Sasquatch's Fever Fantasy? I'll just say if that's number nine, look out. It's gonna be a pretty hell of a freaking good list yeah i mean it, it, we'll talk about what we thought of the year overall but like if you're putting a sasquatch album at number nine i mean that's that's saying <laughs> something i think fuck yeah agreed cyclona, uh, cyclona. also an, another album that we talked about on a fuzz club episode and we had we had great things to say about it so number eight cyclona's palo verde Oof. holy shit another just solid record right i mean we yeah also, I'm a little partial to these guys because I've had a chance to meet them, but so good live. And I think we all, I think when we talked about this record together, I think we all said that the record itself from start to finish was just really, really good. I think the only thing we were, we were wishing it had was that one just blow it away track uh, like the previous record had. Uh, but uh I mean, I think the production value and everything on this record, and I love the way uh, Phil sings on this record. I, 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 I think it's awesome. Yeah. It was top five for me, I think, this past year. I really dig the guitar uh, tones on this, on this album. Really good guitar sounds, in yeah. my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I thought this album was interesting. I, I got to see them at Psycho, I think maybe twice, actually. <clears throat> um and it translates so well to the stage. Um, I would actually say perhaps even better than in studio. Um, so I think that says a lot about Cyclona as a band and and the heights that uh, we can expect out of them. Yeah, they're definitely a band I would Great love to see band. live. Um, I, the record before this turned me into a, a forever fan of Cyclona, and I was super excited for this one too, knowing it was going to come out this year. Uh, it was definitely in my top ten. And here we have another colorful album cover. Yeah, yeah, pretty great album cover as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that says something about this year versus last year. 
because I felt like last year there were a lot of really dark album covers, and this year wow. there was almost like I don't want to say a trend because it's pretty hard for for that to happen so suddenly. But um, well, I think it's a I think it's a valid point. Think about the dark kind of uh, world we were in, you know, yeah. uh, and a place in our in our society, and now we have a lot of just really like I think this year is a really good indication of uh, music is like heavier and rock music is back. And, uh, and this is a great, like, I know they're a stoner rock band, but I think they're a true, like, rock and roll, like, band. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think you're seeing another, another more positive, colorful album cover after we just got done saying about Sasquatch. Now, we don't ever see these colors anywhere, and then, boom, next record has it. Yeah, yeah. That's I'd like point. to know how many of these albums were written during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that some that people held them for a couple of years. That would be you know? interesting because I think a lot of these probably were. This one definitely was. I know. I know this one was, and I know the Sasquatches oh, okay. was yeah. done at the very beginning of it. They, they, yeah. they sat on that one for oh, like yeah. three years. Yeah. 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 This album had a like a very uplifting vibe to it, and like along with the guitar tones, like you're saying, Chris is really good. Like the the effects on his voice <laughs> stood out a lot too. Kind of took on a little journey for every song. Yeah. Yep. The vocals were awesome. All right, let's move on to number seven. Foster Mother. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, hell yeah, dude. I Again, another one of my, my favorite album covers. Um, Ryan T. Hancock did the painting for this one. I know that. Uh, talked to the Foster Mother guys on a podcast. Talked about this album. Uh, I know they're, they're Texas guys, so I'm sure half of you at least have some <laughs> stuff to say about yeah. them. But another great, heavy record. Yeah, heavy but melodic. Mm -hmm. You know, real. We, we like to call it. You know, we're, we selfishly call things Texas heavy around here, but uh, they are like very, very melodic. I love the. I mean, they're very unique sounding. They have a certain tone that you know is like that's this is a foster mother song, and uh, they're heavy and they can write a good hook on a chorus, and that goes a long way. It's another one of those albums, kind of like some of the other ones that we talked about, Cyclona and, and and bands like that, that took like their existing sound and made it just like this more mature thing. And they, they kind of like expanded on it on this one, I thought. And same with Cyclona, too. They took like this like riffy stoner rock and made it like this really like well-rounded album with lots of different things. They were a little bit more experimental with things. They had a little bit more drawn out songs. They had some longer ones. And, and same with this, where I just feel like it was, I hate to say mature, that sounds almost like cliche at this point to say about an album, but kind of, you know, they, they took it a little bit yeah. further than they did in the past. You can, you can hear them. You can, you can almost hear the thought process in the, in the writing. So I, yeah. I agree with you that that, that is something that they've definitely, if, well, instead of saying mature, they've just definitely grown yeah. into uh, the... I think we lost you there for a second. Looks like he's frozen. Anybody else on uh, on Foster Mother? Um, I, I just everything that you guys said is like spot on. You know, with me. Um, their their first album was so awesome, but then to watch them mature and to be here with them in Texas and see them and and um, dude, they they are in the scene and they play like a monster uh, around here. And they travel and they're involved 
and, and, and you see that growth with them and this album came out and um, Travis and I had, had talked about this um, because I put out his first album. Um, we had talked uh, uh, about this and uh, the first thing I told him, I, I said, dude, you're so beyond me, man. I, I said, you need to fucking move on. And he said, Paul, I appreciate that. And then that's when he went and got on Ripple and this album came out and I, I knew it was going to be a mind blower just after that first one and um, watching him and talking to him personally. Um, I knew this was, and um, th this is a band that I will continue to watch because they're going to grow so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's well said and, and good call on, on letting them sign with ripple. I think ripple is a perfect place for them and it's going to let Hell them yeah. kind of explore as a band and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> what's what's the next one <laughs> you ready you ready for number what are we on six are we ready i think we're on six now yeah oh dude. blinded Woo. by the wicked i i don't know that much about this one to be honest uh i i i've listened to this one a little bit and went back and listened to it after we all voted so i'm gonna let you guys take take the take the reins on this one this, this one is real high Go for it, Chris. This album is probably my top. Oh, sorry. This album uh, is amazing and was hugely influential. Uh, uh, like you guys are influential on us big time. In fact, the, the Blue Mountains on this album cover uh, were definitely we paid homage to those Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains on our cover, and um, uh, I, I don't know the names of the guys in the band, but one of them reached out and said, "Oh, nice album cover." And I, being sarcastic uh but i was like just so you know like you know not pulling any punches here. we totally paid homage to you or ripped it off depending on how you want to look at it <laughs> with, with our blue mountains because i love them. oh that's awesome that's cool. yeah this was one of my favorite albums yeah. of the year uh, i had this one really really high um I I was I was beyond devastated when they announced that for the foreseeable future this is their last album. I saw that, yeah. Um Yeah, I was talking to Ludwig a little bit about that, but um you know, I got to I got to hear it because I I'm you know, friends with with him and some of the other guys and um uh, heard some of these songs early and I was just blown away from the start and that was before they were even fully mastered and everything um so these these are i think some of the most talented musicians in the scene um i think they really made a an impressive statement uh the lyrics are are dark and you know truly wicked and interesting um i i i don't have uh words enough to describe how much i i truly enjoy this record Brad, well, it's a hell of a way to go out if you're. Uh, this is your last record. Yeah, I mean, you might as well go out on top. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Blake. I think, um, along with like being like killer players, I think they're amazing songwriters. Like, they they do a real unique um, thing, even though it sounds you know very Sabbath esque or very whatever. Like, if you can hear the the influences, it, they definitely do their own thing and in a really kind of fresh and cool way. Yeah. I also, the second a... Swedish band on the list. <laughs> yeah, probably not the last. If I, I, I doubt it's the last. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sweden. 
but yeah, I, I see melt- a future Fuzz Club episode here, possibly. Oh yeah, that would that would be a, a dream to do this. <laughs> Same. I'd like to do that because I need to dive into this record. It's one that yeah. I just started listening to barely, just because I saw it on our list because yeah. I, I had not listened to it. So I'd like Same. to dive into yeah. it. I think I listened to it real briefly when it came out. I just saw a lot of talk about it, and I listened to it once through, and that was about it. And then when I saw it at, like, number six or whatever, I was like, all right, and went back and listened to it a few times. But I think it probably could use a couple more, and maybe we'll have to plan a future episode here. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I got to put it out on cassette tape, too, which I still got some copies of it on cassette, you know, if people are interested. Cool. Badass album. Paul, I think you're selling yourself a little short there. You had that really cool box set that this was part of, right? Yeah, I have one left, man. Yeah, I, I, I did a real special box set of the of the whole Haze Maze trilogy, and um, that all sold out. I have one co- I have one box set left, and then I got um, all the individual tapes, and I got this one uh, for sale, you know, on the store. So, 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 so I know these albums very well, man. Haze Maze, I was a uh, really you know, surprised but very very happy at the same time because because they're so fucking good man how long have they been around like five years okay yeah they started out on cursed tongue if y'all remember cursed tongue and um i put out their first albums with cursed tongue too because i saw i sell all the cursed tongue stuff that <laughs> they're fucking bad um, so I remember their very first album when it came out, man, and that thing was fucking righteous, man, from the start. And, uh, I do remember their debut record. Very good. Yeah, it's fucking, it's just bad. Yeah, it seems like they built themselves a pretty good reputation in kind of a short amount of time, so. I mean, they didn't put out a single bad song. Fuck you no. Know? Like, they, in my opinion, they're one of the, the, or were one of the best bands in this scene. Um, just from top to bottom, you know, and really cool guys too. Are there any talks of side projects or the future of any of those members or anything? Uh, I will leave that to them to talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a, absolutely yes. There is. They're definitely. <laughs> I'll take that as a. Thanks yes. for spilling, spilling the beans there, Blake. We're yeah. <laughs> here first from Blake. I said nothing. <laughs> I, I I just know that these guys are, are way too talented to to give up music, and you know they're still pretty young. Yeah. Um, I would be very surprised if uh, Hayes Maze was the last that we heard out of them. Cool. Hell yeah. Right on. Anything else? All right. Oh, then I think five. we're at. Uh, what are we at? Five. I don't remember. I can't Halfway count. Halfway there. All right. Valley of the Sun, The Chariot. This is another one of those albums that I was looking forward to all year. I'm a Valley of the, Fun, Valley of the Sun fan, and uh, it's a great record. <coughs> it's not my favorite Valley of the Sun record. I'll, I'll say that, but I thought it was great. I'm glad it's on the list. I'm the, the opposite. This it. is my favorite Valley of the Sun record. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. I love I, I love Chariots I, of the Gods. That that. Or is that what it's called? Chariots of the Sun? The Chariot? The Chariot? The Chariot. Maybe I'm just making it too difficult. Uh-huh. That's my favorite record about them. But this record is really, really, really good. So and I like what, that you said like, I was why, waiting for Why is it, it your favorite? Um, I, to, to kind of steal your, uh, your word that you, you applied earlier to, I can't remember, to Cyclone, I believe it was. 
Um, I just think it's their most fully developed and mature album. Um, I think they were firing on all cylinders. I think that they were were really exploring things in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm as as you love to remind everyone, I'm I'm Mr. Doom guy, but you know, every once in a while there's a, a stoner rock record that comes along that I'm like, all right, now that was a fucking record. Um and I thought this was was exemplary of of kind of what I'm looking for in Stone Rock. I'm I'm almost a, a little surprised. I thought maybe this would be one of those things where you kind of dismissed. I didn't think that you might be into this one that much. No, I Pat got me into to Valley of the Sun probably like a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, and so I, it's this one in their uh, their EP. Uh, I think it was, uh, are, are my, my two favorites by them. Very cool. Yeah, the, the guitar playing and the vocals are way too strong on this. It's, it's, it's very, very impressive uh, on this record. And they're also another, another band that's great songwriters. They, they've kind of got their formula down, and they, and they nail it just about every yeah. time. Yeah. Another band, I, I've said this before on multiple podcasts, I think, but I saw them open up for Truck Fighters. And I mean, truck fighters are legendary, but I thought Valley of the Sun like stole that show. They were so fucking good live. Wow. I, was, I was super impressed. I've seen them live and they are phenomenal live. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think, Ryan, you're right that uh, vocally and in terms of guitar writing, like they, they always knock it out of the park. But like Blake said, I think they took it to another level. Um, and there are some like nice homages to uh, people who have come before. Like there's some really cool like Jimi Hendrix licks in there. Uh, I heard like a little bit of like Audio Slave into certain points as well. Uh, so there are like a few nods to people that have come before, but it's still very distinctly Valley of the Sun. I mean, it's a, it's a professional record. It's a professional band and a professional record. It's, it's fully realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, I do like things that aren't Doom. Sometimes, sometimes I'm surprised by what those things are, but yeah. Sometimes. Blake loves Stoner Rock. He loves it. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this one? Another good ripple artist, by the way. Yeah. The one and only oh, hey. heavy on these cosmic. guys. What the? How did this thing end up? <laughs> <laughs> It is very cool to have you on the podcast regularly and for all of us to just talk about how much we love this record. And it, it really is. It was it was on my list. I know it's on, on most of the other people's list here. So it's cool to have you here and cool to, to be able to talk about this record. It's great. I'm equally as honored to be on here, man. Like, I love you guys and this is such an awesome opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. And Zach. So who's going to say something? Who's going to say something bad while they're sitting here? no this is amazing like this is a dream come true man like being connected with people all around the world that similar just like i wish you guys could all live in the same subdivision as me or like you know vice versa it would be so cool um i i just i love the fact that yeah i love the fact that like there's like this kind of music um permeates the entire earth what's what's very cool to see with this record coming out and and now getting to know you and and randy a little bit more and stuff like that 
is that while you're still a small band and this is your first record and it's hard to get out there in front of people, every single day I see more people talking about this record. Every single day. So the fact that it came in at like number four here, you know, like is just a testament to how many people maybe have not even heard it yet because I, every day I see more and more people talking about this record, which is very cool. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, I keep seeing more top 10 lists that feature it. Yeah. So. Same, same. I'm saying I'm, it's, I'm seeing it everywhere now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge honor and a, and a really weird feeling. I know like people that have put out albums that, you know, get some recognition. Like it's just, a, it's an odd feeling. And I, it's a bit of like, you have a bit of imposter syndrome, right? So it's, it's real or are people just blowing smoke up my ass or what? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a cool feeling to finally, you know, I, I don't know if everyone knows how old I am, but I've been doing this for a long time and finally decided to put out my own original music. It just feels like a dream come true and like something I never thought would happen. So the fact that I finally have a bit of a, a thing is just great. And I, I can't, I hope it never stops, but if it all ended tomorrow, I'd be happy with what's happened so far. So, yeah. Well, for me, like it's an album that does have a lot of different things to like about it. And I've, I've kind of said this previously about different albums, but like I'm not always super into the like really heavy, low and slow stuff. And for this record that touches on so many different things, I I loved it. And, and I think that maybe that's why a lot of people enjoyed it so much is that there's a little bit of something for everybody. But does anyone else have any thoughts on why this record hit number four and why it's so great? For everybody, I, I think you nailed it. I think it's because it has, as it has a, several different elements uh, cross genres, and it's all done well. So I, mm -hmm. I think you should be very proud of this record because it's a solid, solid record. Thank you yes. very much, this guy right here had a huge part of it. So he, uh, well done. He really yeah. brought it to fruition. It was definitely really fun to work on, just because like every song felt like a different subgenre in the doom category itself so it was yeah. fun to pick in into that stuff yeah i've I have pretty severe adhd so that's probably why the songs <laughs> change so much in our yeah. use it use it right that's awesome i really want to carry a bunch of copies of this on the cosmic peddler oh yeah i think um yeah, Ryan, man. maybe we were talking about that this album, man, I was jamming it all week in, in in the store, man. It's it's so good, man. Just just to reiterate what everyone said, that you know, they hit the nail on the head, man. So like bad. like Ryan from um, slightly fuzz said, like we are a small kind of operation at this point, so we only pressed a hundred records. So I think if and when we do a second pressing, we'll probably look at more distribution. But at this point. Um, we're getting low on, on volume, to be honest. So Damn, we want to hang on to a few. We're going to we're like in, uh, all right. something to yeah. sell. But um, <laughs> well, I'm going to buy one from you later tonight then, just so I get my hands on a copy for myself. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think I, I I lucked out in that I heard – which uh, Chris, which song was it that uh, Rob Hammer posted? I can't – um, uh, I thought he did the whole album. Yeah, Rob well, did do the whole. He first put out. I can't it was a single. I can't remember, but I, I remember Space City. Uh, Space City. 
I, I was I was laying in bed and, and I, I stumbled onto that through uh, the first single. I think it was. I think it was the first single. Um, and uh, I was amazed. And I remember reaching out and then Chris and I started talking and uh, he was like, well, you want to hear the album? And I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, and so I listened to it on repeat for probably about three weeks. And and uh, I kept telling people, I was like, wait till you hear this band called Ox. Wait till you hear this band called Ox. They're going to fucking blow your mind. Um, and uh, everyone that I know that's listened to this album has uh, has loved it. And I think that's for very good reason. Absolutely. Yeah. It was Electric Traveler for me was the first one that I had heard. And it's a it's kind of like a high energy, like more like upbeat one. And, and I it wrote me in for sure. And I, I enjoyed everything else as well. Yeah, I'm a real child of the 90s. So I like that um, loud, quiet, fast, slow contrast thing. So that's where Electric Traveler is kind of like an homage to that, like uh, contrast because it has the, the chug and Sabbath like verses and then the doomy. Uh, electric wizardy kind of choruses, you know? Yeah. So I think that maybe we talked about this last podcast or a couple ago or something like that. Um, are we going to expect to see you on the list again next year or, or is it going to be a little longer than that? Uh, yeah, we're working on something right now. Um, so maybe not a full album next year, but we will, we have a half of an album written. We're just going to take our time and not rush it. So very cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, something will be coming out. Hey, um, are are you already in in the process of repressing that? We are talking about it. Um, it's kind of like life's been so crazy with all of this stuff and with Christmas. Yeah, new job, so um, it's definitely on the back burner. Like uh, we we have talked about it. It's it'll come up soon. I know there's always there's a backlog uh, with record pressing up here. I think it's less than it was when we first pressed this record, but um, but we definitely will be looking at doing a second pressing at some point. Yeah, I'd be interested in helping you do do a pressing right here, and and I have a place to, to press it here in Texas. Oh, really? Okay, so so maybe um, we'll set up a yeah. Let's talk about it later. Black Throne and us and yeah, can... I'd be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Wicked, that's cool. Hell yeah, wicked man. <laughs> Ryan must be turning down the road. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pulling in the house. Sorry, have you heard? I got these blisters, guys. I don't want right. and, and bail as soon as my album gets talked about. But we uh, we've been giving her all day, and we have like some vocals to do, and then we're gonna call her night. So, uh, well, th- thanks for sticking around to to talk about it a little bit with us. That's awesome, and congratulations. I, I can't lay down some magic, guys. That's... How appreciative I am of, of all of this. So thank you so much, man. Hell yeah. Right on. Thanks, guys. Congrats, right. guys. Talk to you, you guys soon, eh? Later. All right, that brings us to number three. Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol and Doomlop. Another album that we talked about on the Fuzz Club and uh, made it to number three, which is cool. We should have had him on the show, man. I wish I would have known, Ryan, man. We should have brought him on, dude. Well... <laughs> After I shit on their album artwork, I don't. I didn't know how uh, receptive they would be to joining us. But <laughs> that was one of my favorite I episodes. Talk- that was a lot of fun. Yeah, lot of fun. My, mine too. And I talked to Leo. They were like, they actually loved that we dumped on the album cover. Oh, that's uh, cool. They, they loved. It. They loved it. Well, well, 
I think I told y'all that it's because when the pressing comes out, it's supposed to be a metallic, like, Ooh. reflective silver, right? Sure. And the name wasn't even supposed to be on it, but they had to do it for Spotify reasons and all that. So sure. that's why it is what it is. Hmm. That was a very fun yeah, episode. Good. It's a very fun record. I'm glad we could have some fun with yeah. it because it's a very, very fun record. Um, this it's, is It's cool yeah. to see him this high on the list even because it's, uh, it's an interesting one. It, and it's making a lot of waves. This record is people definitely know uh, – they they realize that Rickshaw Billy's Burger Troll may not be you know it's a crazy name but it's not a joke band because yeah. this is this album I'm seeing this album get a lot of uh, really good press and I saw that they're they got personally asked by the guy who puts the was it the uh, what's the festival in Tennessee that just got put on I'll have to look it up here in a second Muddy, they just, uh, they're, Muddy they're, Roots was it the Muddy Roots I can't I can't remember if it was the Muddy Roots or the one but they personally got asked by the guy who puts the fest on like. How to play it which is really cool awesome. so they're they're doing some good stuff so what makes this record come in at number three because to me like as much as i love it and i it was on my list and i love it but i was surprised by how high it really made it on the list does anyone have any thoughts on why it made it on everybody's list and as high as number three i i was really surprised to see it this high it didn't make my list i'm absolutely thrilled to see it this high on this because it's such a fun record yeah. And I, I, I'm just so happy that an album this fun comes in at what number three yeah. <laughs> on our list. Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's well, this record is infectious. You know, mm. like it's hard to it, you, you don't just listen to this thing one time. Uh, it's you listen to it over and over again, and you kind of listen to the same tracks over and over again because you're like, did he really say what I think he said? <laughs> uh, yeah. And so there's there's a lot of that on this record. Uh, yeah. I feel like so. I end up going back and listening to the same things over and over again. And they're just fun. Like this live, they're hilarious. They're, they're super high energy. The record reflects that. And like, I know that like they're the kind of guys that you have a hard time like trying to take a dump on because they actually encourage it. They love it. I mean, <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, the record, uh, the pressing. Uh, of their last record, they were actually really upset about because it came out like orange. Uh, and it, it was supposed to be, and I'm not making this up, it was supposed to be, the color they asked for was the mixture of cum and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no way. They wanted, they wanted a shit, I, I, well, I don't remember which one it was, if it was a shit colored with cum splatter or the other way around. I don't know. And All right. Kind of, now now we got to get him on. The, we got to get him on the podcast now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. This is, this is 100% Ryan's type of band right here. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. cool. Good. Yeah, they are such cool dudes, man. Yeah, such, they, yeah, awesome, awesome dudes. Hilarious, too. They're all over here, Clearly. man. Everybody around Texas loves these guys, man. They play all, all over around here. All the bands know them. They're, they're, they're fucking badass. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right, are we ready for the top two? There we go. Another album that we did an episode on, the very first episode we did, Caven's mm-hmm. Heavy Pendulum, number two. This was my number one. Mine as well. Mine as well. This yeah. album is yeah. phenomenal. 
There, uh, I will point out for for this album and the number one, there there was a huge gap in scoring between number eight and number nine, and then even number nine to number ten. But we can talk about that on the next one. Uh, yeah. And this is another record that I have to give you guys credit on. I this one would have probably either I would have found it late, or uh, would have or could have flown under the radar for me. Same. But you know, I did it. I did it for that episode, and I was thoroughly impressed with, with good reason. It's an incredibly well done record from top to bottom. I thought that it was like another like metal hardcore something album, and I didn't even think about looking into it. But I was talking to the guy at our local record shop here in Rockford, Culture Shock, and he was like, "You should check out this record. I think you would like it. Check it out." And he put on a couple of tracks, and I was like, "I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna listen to this record immediately." And it it was my number one at at the end of the year. It was my number one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the songwriting is just phenomenal. You can tell like they really put a lot of thought in the, the long process and then finishing off each song. It's like every song like is, just hits you in the face, and they even have some slow ones there too that can mail you away. But then it, mm-hmm. it kicks up back right up again. Yeah, true. Right, truly an album that kind of takes you on a a journey, which that's what an album's supposed to do. You don't. I don't like to put a record on just for a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is like, it's got highs and lows uh, uh, with, with tempos and, and moods it creates. Uh, I mean, just a truly solid record for sure. Yeah. If I remember right, this is one of those albums that was written during the pandemic. And it fucking, it's, it's fucking deep, man. It's deep. It sounded like they just kept writing during the pandemic. Maybe they had an album done and they just kept going and going and going afterwards and decided this, to put out this like massive, massive album. Yeah, this because yeah. this is a long, what is this, like 14 songs? Yeah, something like that. I remember it being pretty long. By today's standards, that's 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 two records. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. yeah, they could have easily made it two records, I think. Yeah. And also so, another crazy, awesome uh, album artwork here. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I think we mentioned who did it in the uh, episode that we did, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, great, great artwork. Yeah, it's awesome. What's interesting about them is that I don't think their other their other music sounds much like this record. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future. I think. I yeah. agree. I agree. I I, I uh, with, when I was so impressed with this record, I went back to listen to other stuff. Uh, it's good, but it's not this. It's not it's this. Not, yeah. It's not this. It's not as polished or, you know, I'm not going to use the word mature. It's been used way too much today. Yeah. It's a very mature but, album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it showed a lot of growth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really did show realized. a lot of growth, though. If we're being honest, it did show a lot of growth. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. It's, I think it's, I uh, showed a lot of growth while I was listening to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, hey, zing. <laughs> there it is. We have to I get think one. in your case, it might be a little bit of growth, but all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was some movement there. That's all that happens. Okay, <laughs> some blood flowed in some places that hadn't in a while. There was twitch. <laughs> yeah, felt it move. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's ready for number one? There should be no surprise at what is number one if you've been following along. I think because it is mm-hmm. the best album of the year. Devil's Witches, number one. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. In all her forms. I I think this is a, a true achievement in Doom 
there are some some records in Doom that when you think of the genre, well, subgenre, whatever, um, <clears throat> you you immediately think of them. You know, you think of uh, albums by Electric Wizard, you know, for example, and stuff like that. I think in a few years we're going to think about this album, you know as one of the things that was one of the most important albums in, in this genre. Um, I think that it's adventurous. Um, it's a journey. It's a concept album, which I'm always going to love. Um, you know, this, this album changed my year musically. And it's all basically done by one person, which just makes it even more yeah. insane. I mean, how, how do you how do you have the best album of the year as just one guy coming up with it in your head? It's, it's that's wild for me. Yeah, I I I find this album to be very. Uh, it pisses me off and inspires me at the same time because I wish I'd written it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good place uh, to be creatively. If you're in a band, that's a good place to be pissed off and inspired that that'll, that'll yeah i i heard i heard this album and i immediately was like fuck i gotta step it up yeah <laughs> it's it's nice that like uh to like this being a concept album uh it's also like very timely and i i think um but it's also timeless uh because it's all about you know uh female rights and, and sexual freedom and um he's he's touched on that in his earlier work but not, I don't. I don't know if he's gone to this depth and this level of storytelling. And it's just a, a heartbreaking, beautiful album. And I think that that's probably lost on a lot of people because I, you know, it was hard for me to kind of decipher the lyrics listening to it until you kind of uh, broke it down for us on on the episode that we did with him. Um, but I wonder how many people really truly get like what a masterpiece this album is you know i i hope they'll, they'll feel it because like one of my first couple of listens i felt something profound was happening mm -hmm. and then when i started reading is when started things started to click i don't know if that was like it for you it, blake it sounds like that was sort of similar for you where you were you understood something was happening this is probably my album of the decade so far i know wow. we're only two years into the deck two that's three years bold, into the decade depending on how statement. you but thing. out of the last two, three years, I think this is the the best album that has come out. In, Why do you say in, that? In what, is, what is it about this that makes it like an album of the decade? There, There's some catchiness to it. There's some slower stuff on it. There's some heavy stuff on it. There's some weird stuff happening. But like at, at the end of the day, like what makes it an album of the decade to you? Okay, so I'm, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get controversial for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think Finally. that... Yeah, <laughs> I I think that there is there are a lot of bands making doom, but there are few bands in the the straight up doom space that are thinking outside the box. Um, my my top two albums of the year on my personal list were were both albums that I thought were transcending the genre itself. Um, I had this one as my number one album of the year. Um, it wasn't even a question for me. Um, and I think that this album has a chance to revitalize Doom, prevent it from getting played out, and really give other bands a template 
to say, look, you don't just have to sound like Mono Lord. You can you can create a song like uh, Magic Mama, and it's a, just a wonderful, delightful song. And it's different than the rest of the album, but it still makes sense in terms of the concept. I think that artistically, this is also just one of the the true just best best i mean the the vinyl package is the probably one of the coolest things i i own in my collection and i've got like 500 records um i i i i i don't have words to describe how much this album impresses me amazes me inspires me uh terrifies me in a way because i when i listen to this album i hear a new horizon for doom not not to be all profound and and uh um <laughs> but I, I i just i i truly do you know i i loved a lot of the albums that we've talked about uh on this episode um but this one it it, it just defies words for me well said yeah well said it wasn't as controversial as I was hoping, but okay. I mean, he uh, said possibly the album of the decade. <laughs> that, yeah, but it's 2022, so I did something <laughs> bolder than that. <laughs> but, I mean, I also uh, said that Doom is played out, and I make Doom. So yeah, and you and and I mean, well, we've already established that Stoner Rock is number one for you now after this. Episode, so. <laughs> yeah, so we're, so totally. we're good. So we're so we're good. But. uh Another album here that I, I, I owe a big credit to you guys because I, I would not have given into this or like really got into this record as as much as I would have had we not done that episode. Yeah. Um, I'm still like this one hasn't grabbed me as much as maybe some of you guys. I, I which but I respect y'all's musical opinion so much. I'm I'm gonna dive deeper in, in, into it some more because there were times. And I think it's, you know, really when I think about it, it's a, it's a, it's a credit to the record, but I'd have it on. And then I, a song would come on. I'm like, is this still the same record? Because it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, is this still the, oh, wow, it is. Okay. Well, I need to, I guess I'd caught myself not paying attention or something. So I, I definitely need to dive, uh, for lack of a better word, back, back into it. But it's, it's, uh, it didn't grab me like some of the other ones, but um, because, uh, you guys are obviously so high. I don't think this even was on my list, and this is the number one record on our list. So, I will definitely have to uh, uh, give it some more listening. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would, I would tend to agree with you for the most part. I mean, when this came out, I saw so many people talking about it. I'm like, well, now I, now I have to listen to it because it's clearly making an impact on so many people that I have to at least check it out. And I, I thought it was uh, an interesting album. I thought it was like kind of an artsy album and stuff like that. But I, I didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't knock me out. It, it was, it's an album that I think I'm going to have to listen to constantly and for a long yeah. time to fully and appreciate a- it as, as much as some other people do. But it, it, I understand why people enjoy it as much as they do. And I'm excited to go back and listen to it because, I mean, some of my favorite records of all time, did not grab me at first. So sure. yeah. who to say, you know, this could be another one of those, who knows. But hey, it was something about it that it made it to number one easily. Yeah. 
when there it wasn't even on the list for some people. Yeah, it wasn't on my list. It um, outranked second place by 20% more points. Uh, so wow. It was a huge, huge gap. And the fact that it wasn't even on some people's list, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that just shows how much it made an impact on those those people that voted for that was, it. It had to be a number one on a lot of our lists then. Yeah. Yep. I think it's one of those albums that if if especially if doom is important to you this album is going to be important to you uh-huh um like it it just it 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 could really make waves in terms of what we see musically from doom artists going forward in my opinion i i ditto a lot of what ryan is saying um but now Delving into this album over the past few weeks, I've delved into it more. I can I can definitely see what Blake is saying, and um and as I get more into it, it 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 it, it really grabs me more and more about how good it is. So the the fellow musicians on this podcast, let me ask you a question about like the technical aspect of this album because there are certain albums on this list that i go like that's just impressive they're doing impressive things they're writing impressive music there's the the guitar work there's this or that this album seems more like it was on people's list because of the concept or the direction it took in doom more than like the technical playing oh no it's a it's a very impressive on a technical level album especially the guitar work I felt like he was doing some things with tone here that were truly fascinating. He was playing, and as Tony Iommi used to describe um, Black Sabbath albums, uh, he was playing with light and shade. You know, um, you know, because there are some albums that are completely devoid of all distortion, and they're mm-hmm. just gorgeous pieces. There's, you know. Magic Mama sounds like a T-Rex song. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the assemblage together shows not just a an attention to detail on a conceptual level, but an attention to detail on a note by note level. Um, I, I think that this is this is a it, for me at least, and, and no one has to agree with me on this. I think this is a a perfect record. Yeah, I found like the the guitar parts and the bass stuff like wasn't like super technical, but they did had that like like a raw, simplistic feel to it. But you could tell like it was really like really thought out, and there's a, a lot a lot went into it in each song. And yeah, he's I mean he's clearly a very talented musician, yeah. but compared to some of the other bands on here, where you just go like. Jesus, that guitar playing, or Jesus, that drumming, or whatever. Like, I didn't get that vibe from this. Is that? I, I don't think that's what he's going for, though. No, it's not. No, it's not. You that's know? kind of my point. That's kind of my point. Is that like that's not the focus of the album. Like, the focus yeah. is more the the overall feeling, the overall like vibe, the concept, yeah. or whatever is is more yeah. of like the 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 thing you're supposed to look at. Yeah, I would I would say I, I've I've talked to him a couple of times and based off of the vibe that I've gotten from him, he doesn't really care about being labeled as great guitarist or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. I think he cares more about being seen as a great songwriter. 
and and I think that that landing on this it it well you know lots of lists as number one not just this one but lots of lists as number yeah. one is like a true testament to that because like if you're if you're not blowing people's minds with your solos or your drumming or something like I mean good God your your concept must be insane you know well, like it's it's kind of refreshing though in a sense because yeah. I mean let's be honest this is a both stoner doom it's a guitar heavy you know genre and Mm -hmm. there's a there's enough guys that can jack off on the guitar all day long you know and and sometimes that just gets outdone i mean yeah yeah, we'll all be like yeah that was a really badass lead but you know is it is it musical and you know like i said i'm gonna go back and dive into this but i could already tell it was very musical musical and i did not know it was one person yeah and i and I'm, i'm 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 interested to go back and listen that he's like, he's really sounds like he's really into the, the sum of all the parts, right. Uh, what, what, yeah. what the finished product sounds like. I, it, I think it also says something about this, like this stone of rock doom scene too, that everyone saw this album and they were like, hell yeah. Whereas it, it's not like heavy metal where they're like, man, eh, I didn't have the solos like their last album did, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. To, for people to really truly appreciate this as like a piece of art or whatever, like I think it says something about the people that are listening to music also, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's made for contemplation, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's another cool feature of it. Like you're you're supposed to sit down with your you know accompaniment of choice, uh, you know, glass of whiskey or something like that, and just really really fall into this album. Yeah. Um, like literally as we're talking about it all i can think about is how after we're done recording i've got to switch my record player over to 45 rpm so that i can put this on uh-huh. um yeah it's it i i can't I, I i gave this album a little bit of space because i played its death for about a month straight and uh i think it's time that i dive back into it <laughs> Well, we are almost to an hour, and I, there's still a few more things that we, we need to talk about. So is everybody ready to move on from this album? Let's do it. Congratulations to Devil's Witches on album of the year. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask is how everyone felt about the year as a whole, because as controversial as it may be, and I've seen other people say this was an amazing year for music, and they felt like it was so hard to find their top ten I felt like last year it was harder for me to pick my top 10 because there were so many good records. This year, it was harder to find my top 10 because the records that I thought were going to be like number 20 ended up like at number five for me. So for me, I don't know. I thought last year was a little bit stronger. I, I, so you can do it. Guys, go first. I, what I think happened with this year as opposed to, to last year or the year before that is that in the preceding two years, we had a lot of fucking spectacular debut albums. And this year was, can you follow it up? Mm -hmm. And so for me, at least this year was very top heavy. Um, I had, I had, I think in my, my top 10, most of them were, were second albums. Um, And so a lot of maturity, a lot of growth. Yeah. It's it's people showing like what they learned, and that they can deliver more than than one album. Like a a, a musician buddy of mine, 
he he told me this one thing as I was working on on my second album, and he was like, "Every musician's first album is the album they've been writing, whether they knew it or not, their entire fucking life." Right. Their second album is the album they've been writing for six months. Yeah. <laughs> now, what can you do as a songwriter and as a musician to top what you've been writing your entire life? Yeah. So that's why I think this year was a little, for me, I would agree with you, you, Ryan, this year was not, in my opinion, quite as good as last year in terms of just last year. I, I didn't even have a top 10 because I was like, I give up. I would have had yeah. to do a top 100. <clears throat> there were so many albums last year that I was just like, oh, this is going to be on my top 10 for sure. Right. And then at the end of the year, it was hard to like whittle that down to a real true 10. Whereas this year, I was like, well, dude, like, Ballad of the Sun's coming out with a record. Cyclone is coming out with a record. And then when I heard those records, I was like, I don't know if they're better than their last album or not. Like, they're good. They're close. I don't know if it's better or worse. And I was like, I guess they go in my top 10. <laughs> and that's not to say anything against, like, the bands that I, I put in my top 10. They were great <laughs> records. But I just felt like last year, I was like, damn, I, I'd really, maybe I should do, like, a top 20. Yeah. For, for me, um, uh, I think I think there there was a lot of music that was sparked because of the pandemic and started being written at the beginning during shutdown and then that trickled out progressively in 2020 and then 2021 um, and so I think there was just a huge volume of great music that happened because nothing else could happen um, but I, I for me like I, I was thinking about this the other day because I did the the top ten list for Mount for for Monster Riff and mm -hmm. what I do at the end of every year is just take like the all of the nine out of tens and ten out of tens from the album reviews of the year and that's what just makes it into the final list and i found that even though i look more fondly on the albums that came out last year um i was more generous this year i think there were like four albums that were 10 out of 10 last year there was only two and um, but i still feel like last year was better and i think part of that is this year, I know I've been exposed to so much more music by volume, especially like writing with the Doom charts. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'll listen to like ten albums a day, and it, like a lot of it isn't great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, like relatively speaking, like I, I hear so much more, and there's so much less cream uh, rising rising to the top, relatively speaking. Uh, yeah. So for like me, it's been sort of a weird year for music. Sure, I, and I can I can definitely agree with that sentiment too. Like especially when, since I've, I've joined the Doom Charts and listening to so much music. And I thought I listened to a lot of music last year. I really did. I, I mean, I, I, was, I thought I was like really listening to a lot of stuff. And now just going like, holy shit, man. Like after you listen to like 30 albums in 30 days, you go, I don't know. I don't know what's good anymore. <laughs> well, it, it, they really have to stand out, right? They really have to yeah. stand out. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I don't know. It's, it's tough because 2021 will always be a special year for me musically, A, because, I mean, we released our record. and I'm, But I feel like I discovered more bands last year uh, that I had just never heard of before mm -hmm. uh, than ever before. This year, I feel like the veterans came out with their record, you know, like the veterans that had been sitting on it for a while. Like they kind of they kind of came out with all their records and, and, and like like Blake alluded to, you know, a lot of a lot of second records or, you know, a lot of even more than that. But um, I, it's funny. I think, I think the pure creativity of last year's music, uh, I, I hold in higher regard. 
Uh, I think I think this year there's just a lot of really good records. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a hard time, like, like even I, I think I almost struck some controversy on our uh, texting thread when I was like, whoa, 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 I need to change some of my uh, of my top ten. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We've already done the math. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to screw anything up because there was a for me this year. There's a lot of late arrivals, some albums that just came out like very recently uh, that have really, really hit me. So, I mean, there's still been a lot of really good music. I, I have a hard time saying which year was better, but I know that when I, when I looked back before this episode at my list of last year, oh, yeah, there's some ones that I would still be like, yep, they would be in my top 10 this year, too, if it had come out. So, yeah, yeah. I, and, I don't, and I don't know if some of the ones – some of the ones like like you, Ryan, on my list this year are out of pure reputation alone. Uh, right. and love that I have for the band's body of work. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I don't have anything you know against the albums that Sasquatch, Cyclona, any of these Valley of the Sun put out, but it's like I I wanted those albums to be so amazing anyway because mm-hmm. I was already anticipating them. That when they came out, I was like, oh, they're good. And and then I then I felt like torn about like well did they make it do they not and I don't know not that you have to compare twenty one to twenty two that's totally unnecessary but, but you just you just made us man you just made us that's but I was you. curious how everyone felt about the year as a whole and um, I thought twenty one was a really great year for music I'll, I'll say that I, I think that rock and roll is alive and well though at least I yeah. think we're here there's still a lot of really good heavy records being made which is definitely nice to to see. So now that we've established that 21 was possibly better than 22, um, <laughs> we can do like a, a maybe a lightning round of maybe some honorable mentions. I know that there was a few albums that were very close to the top 10 and didn't quite make it. Um, the first being King Buffalo's Regenerator. That was definitely up there. Very good record. Yeah. That was on my list. I really a lot of people. Lot. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. They also put a lot of albums out. So, how does everyone feel about it compared to some of other King Buffaloes? Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think out of the last, well, they put three albums like in a what a year's time. Yeah, the the pandemic uh, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the best of the three as an album. There may be some songs like on that record in the cave that just blow my mind. But I think record wise. Uh, it was the best of the three. Ian Blurton's Future Now. Hey. Um, second skin. So um, for me, Frail, Skin and Sorrow, man. I I love Frail. Their first album fucking blew me away. And this one was just as good. And um, that's... They're, they're such a phenomenal band, you know, you know, to me, and I don't, I don't hear a lot of people mention them, but, um, you know, you know, to me, they're, 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 they're on another level. Almost every song that they do, they have videos and, um, their, their music is just, it's uh, phenomenal. So, so, um, I see them all over. They're, they're playing in Europe. They're, you know, they're touring in Europe, they're touring in the U S they're doing all these things. And, um, they, that album was definitely on was definitely in my top 10 and, and i think uh that's a very underrated band you know for me yeah i've heard some uh, things about them i see people post about them every now and then but um i didn't i didn't see them at the top of a lot of of lists but they, they seem yeah. to be starting to kind of grow their audience a little bit i think so they're growing mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're badass 
great band. So uh, the Ian Blurton album, uh, Second Skin, I saw a lot of people talking about that. It almost made our list. I think it came in at like number 12. Yeah, that's my second pick for the album. The yeah. Interest, interesting album. A little bit more like proggy, maybe yeah. something like a little bit kind of out of like kind of the norm of what we've been talking about. But great, great stuff. A very Eddie record for sure. But it's it's and that's a compliment because I, I dig this record a lot. I, I, I was late to the party on this one. And I would have added it to my list probably if it was if I was allowed to make uh, change it. Well, that, <laughs> to that point, Eddie, yeah, you are you are the person that introduced me to Ian Blurton, and he he turned out a, a great album this year. So, um, the o- Odalith needs a mention. I, I know, I know, Blake was biting, biting, at the, chomping at the bit to uh, to talk about the solid Odalith record. Point. That was my second album uh, of the year. Um, yeah. I, I I still listen to it probably once a week. I and I I used to listen to it about once a day for for about a month straight. Um, <laughs> I I can't get enough of that record. Um, it's if very you good record. Listen to the Odalith, like holy fucking shit. Blake did Blake did a great album review uh, for for Monster Riff on that, and that is another one of those albums where I was so thankful I was peer pressured into actually giving it a solid listen because it's not an album that you can just like pick up a song and then be done with it. You have to listen to the full album, and it. Yes. I, I initially heard it in preparation for the Doom charts, and I was like, oh, I'm not, I don't really like this, and then it it topped the Doom charts, and I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, what did I miss? And then I yeah, sat down, and I was like, oh my. God, this is incredible. Yeah. That's another album, just like Devil's Witches, that I know a lot of people did not put it on their list at all. And it's still made to number one on the Doom chart. So, like, the people that listened to it, it was number one. The people that didn't, didn't. You know, like, if you heard it, you put it at number one almost. Like, it must have made that strong of an impact to the people that really, really listened to it. Yeah, my my top three... Were, were kind of set in stone for for quite a while and then it was was filling out the rest um you know but having the the odalith was i i thought it was an awe-inspiring album um I, what was I, your third blake ox hmm. oh. um, i had go ahead Oh, I was, I was, you go ahead, you're, you're on a roll. No, I was going to, I was going to keep moving, but um... I, I had two, well, I, had, I had one album that I, I wanted to call out and then I have a sleeper for everyone to check out. Go for it. Yeah, go for uh, it. The Sergeant Thunderhoof, The Sceptered Veil uh, mm-hmm. was maybe my favorite album of the year overall. And then the sleeper is uh, Simon's Montaña Roja out of, I believe they're Colombian, um, but people sleep on South America. Um, a lot of attention goes to like U.S. and, and Europe, but uh, there's some really, really cool stuff coming out of there. Yeah, you, you told me about that Saman record. I went it, nuts over it. It was great. It really What's is it? great. Um, I, I had that on my list here of honorable mentions. It's a Saman. Saman, and then the the album title is like I think it's two, so it's like uh, Roman numeral Roman numeral dot Montaña Roja. I would love to see how you spelled that, Paul. Let me try, brother. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link to it, Paul, because I, I always have trouble finding it. Um, All right, I, cool, man. I want to check it's it cool. out. It's a cool record. What was it about Sergeant Thunderhoof that you uh, enjoyed so much? That's a great I, 
I already liked Sergeant Thunderhoof before. I thought they had some really cool ideas previously, and I just felt like they tied everything together so well in, in one album. I feel like um, they just figured out who they were all at once and just crushed it song after song after song after song. I don't, there's nothing, there's no lulls, there's nothing worth skipping. Um, everything's very emotive and heavy and just really tight. Mm. I saw a big push for that record when it came out, a lot of people talking about it. And then it seemed like maybe people forgot about it. Did it come out early this year or something? I don't know. People, I didn't see a lot of talk about it now, but when it came I, out, people were like super excited about it. That's interesting. Cause I'm actually seeing more chatter now. I think towards like, I'm, I'm seeing it on more lists um, oh, yeah. and a lot more they're, chatter about it. They're that's from good. the UK. So, mm -hmm. um, so the records yeah, are kind of coming out of the UK and that's a big factor. So, um, I've been trying to help them and sell some here, but, um, they're, they're, they're one of the more expensive albums, they're one of the more expensive ones because they're coming out of the, the UK. I don't know if that has any impact on that. Or, you know, or one of the other albums that Pat, I know you enjoyed was silent monoliths, uh, empty kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a solid record. I felt like, um, you know, a, kind of an up-and-coming band, smaller band, uh, early record for them, I think. They haven't been around too long. They're, they're a really interesting case because they've been around for, like, maybe eight years. Um, but uh, their front man has just gotten the shaft. He, um, he had a, a spat of really bad luck and has injuries um, that have been really long-term to both mm -hmm. of his feet. And it's, it's made it really hard, one, to just get around in life, and then two, to perform anything um, without like sitting in a chair uh, during performances and stuff. So they, they, have, they were on sort of like a really long hiatus. They had a really good debut. I don't know if it was a full album, um, but it was definitely an EP. I think it would have been like six songs. That was really solid. And then they were working and what's really interesting, if you look at um, the credits for this album, there are like 15 artists on it because they, they would write a song, they would record it together, then the band would shift. And then they'd have like a new crew and they'd record a song and then the, the, the crew would shift again. Okay. Um, so it, there's a story with a, it's a, it's an album with a lot of history behind it. And just there's a lot of stuff that you don't see that's happening in the background. So it, it is great. I'm really happy for them to, to finally get it out. Tell me the name of that band again. Silent Monolith. Silent Monolith. Yeah, and the, the album is Empty Kingdom. Um, two records that that I didn't really get into much, but I know that a lot of people did. Um, the Conan album, Evidence of Immortality, and the Great album. Mephistopheles album. Um, I think it, it, it came in pretty high on our list, uh, 12, 13, something around there. I don't know what it was. Um so anyone that knows more about these two things than I do, Mephistopheles and Conan, anyone want to comment on those two albums this year? I'd love to comment on Conan's album. Okay. And I know Eddie would too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was bludgeoningly heavy and beautiful at the same time. Like it, it's, it's exactly what I was hoping Conan was going to do. You know, they're, they're one of my favorite bands in the scene. The album almost cracked my top 10. It was one of my, my real hard final cuts. Um, but fuck, you know, that, that's a band that in my opinion, in, in some ways is just getting better over time. Yeah. I got, I got the chance to see them 
live for the first time when they came through Edmonton here and just blew my mind. Like the, just the intensity and the volume, just like pushing the sound right through your body was crazy. And we got to meet the band after and got the photos taken on stage. They're just a bunch of great guys. Cool. Yeah, they, are, they are great guys. I got to listen to that record. I haven't listened to it yet. We had a chance to play with them in, in the UK last year or this past year. And now I'm curious if like I would recognize, you know, some of the new stuff off the record because holy shit, they crush live. Yeah. Like there is there is loud and heavy, and then there's Conan. It's yeah. Freaking, yeah. It's, it's huge. Uh, Caveman and, Battle Doom. Yeah. They the, are uh, so heavy. So when I when I published the the Monster Riff top ten um article and I pushed it out on Instagram. Like I, whenever I publish something like that, I expect to get some sort of slapback, like complaints and like, why didn't this make it? Why didn't that make it? And I usually like hope to get like a few like, oh thanks for including this. Oh great list, that kind of stuff first. Very first thing I saw within 15 minutes of posting it was no evidence of immortality. Not valid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our list isn't valid. <laughs> yeah, there there was one album that I wanted to to spotlight just super quick if if I if I can, Ryan, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was my my number four album. Um, I, do, I I think the album title was close, uh, but Mesa, their uh, their latest album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Like I, I know there's starting to be kind of a theme in in the ones that I liked this year, but. Uh, I thought that, that they were doing something really interesting. I mean, fuck, I, I never expected to hear jazz and folk instruments in a uh, a Doom record. So that one's definitely worth checking out. Cool. And one band I'll shout out real quick because the album came out late and it was the album I go, hey, I got a new number one. Like I was going to dethrone everybody and move everybody down. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't, and that was Galpa, the, their their most recent record uh, out of Sweden. And then it just just so happens I get a chance to play with them uh, a few weeks ago in Sweden. And I, I when I first heard the record, I'll be honest, I go, man, it's really good record. Man, she sounds so much like Bjork. It's kind of distracting because it, she sounds so much like Bjork, which is a good thing in my opinion. But Bjork is so iconic uh, that can I can I can be a downfall, but her screams like live and stuff were I've never heard anything like it. Uh, so they, they are probably like one of my new favorite bands right now. Um, I started paying attention to the album and, and it wasn't just her voice, but the dynamics that the, that the band shows how they can, they can take it down like old school blues players, take it down and build it up and stuff. It was, it was really, really good. So I, I highly recommend checking that record out. Cool. Hey, um, you know, a record that we haven't talked about uh, a lot and we might want to look at, maybe bringing it on the fuzz club is a uh, war lungs new record vultures paradise yeah yeah it's a good record they're, i'm they're starting this it, it also Texas came out kind of late houston here. man they're you know, they're you know they're a bunch of good guys uh from houston they play a, a lot around here and um, they're at their their music is always elevating man it's so good yeah i have to, I have to dive more into that one but um that that could maybe be a topic for a future uh podcast <laughs> yeah i did uh i think it was a real or fuzzed or something with them and uh yeah it was hilarious that one, that one got me that one was good that episode was good <laughs> oh, I have to check it out. It, because it was it was the 
No, it was the segment you did. The, oh, it was the the, uh, the shitting riff, fuck riff, you're playing, riffing, right? Riffing, yeah, sh- uh, shitting or fucking. That's hilarious. That's a great <laughs> segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, I, I watched it several times. I was laughing hard. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. they, uh, they were they were good that was sports. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> they were good sports I, I, I about it, hard. and uh, yeah. it, they're a little bit more like heavy metal or or something, right? I mean, it's not it's, it's not like Doom or Stoner necessarily, yeah. and, and they play a little it's bit kind more of like a seventies but seventies metal. Kind yeah, of. I mean, they're, they're heavy psych band. They sound like a very very yeah, heavy proto metal. Heavy psych. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, proto metal. Cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bard Vader, Foolish Fires. I know that's an album that like Luke and I had talked a couple of times about. Um, he's been on the podcast a few times. But uh, that was a good album. I feel like another get, uh, album that kind of uh, showed their growth a little bit. They uh, expanded. Very mature album. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, had some longer songs, kind of went some different directions. I thought it was good. Worth worth mentioning a little bit. but. A lot of a lot of good blood flow in certain areas on that record. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of blood flow this year when it came to uh, Stoner Rock. So. Awesome, man! See, music music does it for you. I love it. <laughs> what was that called again? Luke Skywalker. I said this podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. No, what was <laughs> yeah. that you talking about? I'm gonna write it down so I can listen to it. Oh, uh, the band is called Bard Vader. Foolish Fires. Oh, Bard Vader. Foolish fighters. Fires. Fires. Yep. All right. I'm writing all this shit down, man. I'm yeah. got my homework, man. I, I want to hear this stuff, man. Yeah. It must be it must be pretty good if it's come from you guys because y'all y'all get a bunch of dudes. Well, <laughs> I I hope that everyone listening to this podcast episode writes a bunch of shit down too and goes and checks it yeah. out because. Fuck yeah. I mean, that, that's what's so to. great about the Fuzz Club to me is that there's a lot of people coming from different angles different backgrounds, different interests. And we all come together and talk about some of these albums. We voted on them. It was very democratic. We, we came up with a good top 10. I think that people will like it. And uh, the honorable mentions were all great. So that's all I got to say. Thanks everybody for, um, you know, being a part of the fuzz club, listening to the fuzz club. I hope you check out these records. The, the bands this year have been great. Anybody else want to go and, and tell us what you're up to, Ryan? You want to kick us off, and we'll we'll wrap this thing up a little bit. Uh, the year 2022 has been wrapped. We're good. We're recording first thing 2023, our next record, uh, and then we're hitting the road hard. So there'll be a lot of announcements for that later. Cool. So um, I just opened up a store here in San Antonio. I'm trying to get that going. Um, I have a new. Um, rewards program and referral program now that, that i started at the cosmic peddler uh, where you can buy music and and uh get money back you know for buying music and also for referrals um i got an album coming out um early next year um hopefully uh and i'll be talking to ryan about this because uh we're gonna have a tour the band's gonna come in they're gonna tour we're gonna release the album in conjunction with the tour it'll be early Next year's gonna be badass. Y'all gonna love it. Um, so that so that'll be that'll be sick. <laughs> cool. Cool. Am I next? Yeah. Uh, so um, there's a little bit of a law right now at Monster Rift because I'm I'm taking off a little bit for the holidays, but uh, new articles every Friday, and then we have uh, thanks to to Ryan from Slightly Fuzz, we have uh, new satire articles every other Tuesday, and. Uh, with this being the last episode of the year, I just want to say I, I appreciate you guys. This has been 
uh, one of my favorite projects from this year, and I'm excited to carry it into 2023. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. Eddie. Um, those are open church for us. Um, working on our second album right now and hoping to get that wrapped up next year. And the analysts were tightening up some songs and we'll be heading to the studio probably next year or sometime too and getting that out there as a debut album. How's the solo stuff coming? I'm still still working on it. I see <laughs> I see you got some new instruments in your wheelhouse now. Yeah, I got a, a nude from was made in Egypt, so I'm, I'm taking lessons for that every once a week. That's awesome. So there'll be some oh, yeah. sounds on there. You said Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking badass, dude. <laughs> not, not the band Egypt. Instrument. I'm like, dude, they're fucking bad, man. Yeah, but the, the band I'm, Egypt is pretty rad, though. Yeah. I thought he was saying he's working with with Egypt on a project. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the instrument was made. Yeah. Oh, nice, 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 man. That fucking that sounds cool as shit too. <laughs> you gotta drink what Paul's been drinking. Hey, I'm just happy. <laughs> Blake? Uh, got a lot in store for uh, 2023. Um, so right now taking a bit of a, a break from everything now that mixing and mastering is uh, pretty much done. Um, so uh, getting getting my life together uh, back home in my, my home state of Texas. So, um, yeah. But uh, should be a big year ahead. Very Fuck cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, like I said, man, the Fuzz Club has been so much fun, and I hope everyone continues to check it out in the new year. But it's been a blast. It was a good year for us. It was a lot of fun. It was very collaborative. It was very democratic. We all picked shit that we like and don't like, and it, everyone just open went into it with an open mind. Very cool. So, hope everyone's enjoying it. Anyway, happy. 2022. Here's the 2023. Oh, yeah. Much love, everybody. That was awesome. See ya. See ya. See ya. Yeah.